0: episode 185 of the two on three podcast where two of your friends take on three topics in 30 minutes I'm Ty and you can find me coming all the way around on Russell Wilson's corniness on Twitter at seatjk and with me tonight as usual is Chris where can we find you relentlessly standing for Tom Brady Chris <laughs> you can find me at CB Villasenor
1: at Twitter yes yeah, yes I'm all I'm all in for more TB12
0: are you gonna do that the program the no because no. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm not I'm that all in for TV12. Oh, no.
1: I mean, I'm not going to change my own personal lifestyle.
0: But you know, I'm glad that it works for him. So that's you know. that's oh, Russell Wilson, you could eat the ball and drink the nano bubbles.
1: <laughs> I and I, I could wear. I, I just want to wear that dress that Sierra was wearing at the uh, at the Met Gala the uh, the full on the full on three
0: dress baby. I'm going to put on. A, it's she, you the, know, the, the the theme was American. It's a very American thing to wear American football themed attire. Yeah, the two of them, they're um, there's something else, man. <laughs> so bad, it's so cringeworthy. I, the, but um, I've come all the way back around. I mean, for her to do something like that, which she absolutely did not have to do. I've come all the way back around on it. Yeah. Maybe they just really ride for each other to the death. It's and just, it's just like the whole. It's
1: just the. It's just the Matt Gala version of. You, like, in my high school, like, a girl would ask to wear your, your away jersey if you had a home yeah, game yeah. and vice yeah. versa. Yeah. That's the same thing.
0: Yeah, it's but to the... still be doing that. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, it's, it's like Jesus wrote a marketing sil- sil- syllabus. <laughs> 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 All right. Well, this week, we're back to the old reliable formula of PCLS and E. That's Pop Culture, Life Strategies, and Existentialism, for those of you in the know. As in segment one, we'll pay tribute to the great Norm Macdonald by doing a little bit of uh, the Chris Farley show and basically remembering when he was awesome. Uh, in segment two, there's no shortage of workplace chatter in the news. So we're going to take a moment to highlight some of the lamest signage ever posted by management. And finally, in segment three, we're going to use our brains to analyze whether they allow us to take risks and in some case trick us on purpose into doing so. Beyond the buzzer, it's back to the stupidest things ever said. Before we head to the OT for a quick discussion on making sure you're on mute and what happens to all the Allen wrenches. Interact with the show on Twitter at 2on3pod or hit us up via email at at 2on3pod.com. You know how much we love to hear from you. But before we get to that, Chris, my brain has tricked me into believing that sending my kids back to school for in-person instruction was a risk worth taking. Despite it being perhaps the most dangerous period of the pandemic for that particular activity... And it only took really a few days for us to nearly pay the price. Oh, what uh, so um, well, what happened? Close, close contact? Exactly. Close contact uh, do, quarantine. Do, 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 do. Yep. So um, got a call close. on Friday in the middle of the afternoon. Hey, mm. you need to come get your kid. She's been contact traced from a positive student. And on the plus side, the school actually hasn't started their testing yet. The way the school does it is batch testing. I I believe the kids basically take turns coughing into, like, a big bag. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know exactly how it works. kids cough into this bag, and if it tests positive, you all have it. No. (laughs) Well, the way the system works, though, is they do. They, like, they do batch testing. They all have to, like... They must have, like, I imagine, disposable mouthpieces, and somehow they, you know, one-way airflow. I don't know. I haven't seen the contraption. But all the kids, essentially sample into a into some sort of a batch and if any covid comes up then all those kids go back in for additional testing and then they find the kid who has it of that group of kids okay and so it's so they can do it at scale right Uh uh-huh on a regular basis but they haven't started that yet so like i said the positive thing is that that means that child's parents proactively reported it to the school right which means that most likely they come from a responsible household and it is it, it is not the kind of thing where you know, like I wanted to know like a lot more information than I was given. I'll tell you that yeah, much. No, they're not. <laughs> they're not. Yeah, they're not gonna.
1: They're not gonna give. They're gonna give you as little yeah. information as they possibly can.
0: Right. Which you know, that's not a great strategy for you know defeating <laughs> managing your risk and defeating the pandemic. But I guess people's privacy is important. Yeah, exactly. You mean they don't want These people don't
1: want to get angry emails and calls or. Whatever. I'm not. Look, hey, I, you maybe not you, but somebody. I just go to your house. They're going to end up on next door. <laughs> hey, so it's a COVID COVID people <laughs> live at one, two, three, four, five.
0: First <laughs> Avenue. <laughs> Stay away. Stay away from them. Hey, Hey, during the Spanish flu, we put up signs that said quarantine. Oh, yeah. Well, people's hmm. houses anyway. Um, it's so we thankfully, uh, a few days, uh, after exposure, um, I looked it up. We talked about it last time. we are like, how long should mm-hmm. I wait to get tested? Three to five yep. days is the answer. There you go. Uh, so five days after exposure, we did uh, both rapid and lab test, and rapid came back negative. And somehow we're still waiting for the lab results.
1: you're
0: hmm. <laughs> fine. No problems. No, she's been. It's been a week. She's no symptoms. That negative test. I, I, do they? But she has to spend two weeks out exactly so, so she it, can't go it, back even if she tests negative it needs to be like the nfl if i can get two negative tests in in 72 hours that's seven day, seven days after exposure you gotta let me come back
1: yeah uh, are they sending assignments home for her there's no zoom anymore right well so
0: there is but you can't be a part of that because you're not allowed to disrupt those kids that are permanently on zoom the ones that are full-time remote so still
1: she, she's just chilling
0: no she's chilling the, at home? now the teacher has uploaded the assignments into uh into the online system there's just no okay. lecture
1: okay So you're the lecture.
0: Yeah. So back at it. (laughs) (laughs) Teacher dad. Yep. Back Back at it again. We did did long form math today. We talked about how when you multiply by 10, you only have to add a zero. You don't have to think about it. You can just do that. I explained why that was the case.
1: Move that decimal point around, baby, just shove it left to divide, push it right to multiply. Yep. yep. 10 is 10 is where the action is.
0: Yeah. She's starting to get it too.
1: That's why they use that metric system thing. Yeah, it's, it's, uh,
0: it's, it's objectively better The only reason I don't like it is it's too small There's too many little lines on the ruler Exactly that's, Don't <laughs> but, start me But yeah, she can't go back for another 8 days So she can't go back until the 23rd And uh, that's, the, that's the bummer I mean, I, I again, I, I just And then I don't really understand the, the, the inconsistency in the policy Because when my wife went to go pick her up They're like, well, take your other kid home too And I'm like, wait a minute You're going to put them both in the car together? Right. And I was like, that's not close contact?
1: Well, it's close contact of the second kind. Like, see, like, <laughs> there, we don't have a positive. Your daughter is not right. positive. Right. So no, your other daughter is not close contact.
0: But really, shouldn't the rule really be don't put that kid in the car with someone else that comes to the school? It, it
1: should be. <laughs> What are we but even doing? I don't even it's you know, I don't even know. No one knows what we're doing. We had a close contact. We had a close contact at work and somebody asked me about it cuz I'm apparently the only person who's at the office anymore. <laughs> like I I run the company apparently. <laughs> so, someone comes to me it's like I don't know. I said so I said let's let's look at let's look at the internet. The internet will tell us. And the state of Washington Health Department has a COVID calculator. Mm. If you have been a close contact you just put in the date, and it just runs out two weeks. And then I just, <laughs> just snipped that. And I put that in the email. And I said, the state of Washington says you can't come back into the office until this date. And go get tested. Yeah. Get tested a couple times. You do your, it's free.
0: Load up. Either way, I just it's, it was, of course, like day six. And uh, now I gotta like take it, you know, and they've been pretty good. You know, they're wearing their masks and stuff, but it's just like, hey, uh, you can't sit next to anybody else on the school bus. The two of you need to sit together. Oh. You're gonna ride the school bus, I need the two of you to sit together. Not with your friends. And wear this bag over your head. Ideally. <laughs> <laughs> and wear this and wear
1: this and wear this respirator that I bought from Home Depot.
0: I've got this very stylish bubble head thing that you can wear. It's gonna go right <laughs> over your whole head. <laughs> wear this diving bell. Obvi- I'm that not that worried I about me, obviously. I, I just you know, I'm worried about them. Right. Well,
1: so But anyway, yeah, we get the school sends out we get we get a the high school sends out one daily. Like it's like we've had a pub but we've had a positive COVID test. Um, if you
0: were a close contact, you'd have been contacted by now. If not, don't sweat it be like, all right. Well, I think that I was fooling myself and that's one of the reasons I wanted to do segment three, because mm. I wanted to talk a little bit more about how you sort of talk yourself into how, how things work, even though like it's objectively worse to send the kids to school now than it was a year ago. By anyway, we'll get, okay. we'll get there. We'll get, but, there. The, but in the meantime, we have other business to attend to. So let's do the show. In segment number one, Unfortunately, uh, in the last couple of days, we lost a Titan of the comedic industry in Norm MacDonald, who, as the papers like to say, uh, he lost his a secret nine secret nine year battle with cancer. Now, I have to take issue with that right off the bat, first of all, because it's not a secret if he didn't tell you.
1: Like that's not, that's not <laughs> it's not a secret. It's not your business. It's Correct. not your business. Yeah. But he certainly didn't he didn't announce it like no. many celebrities would have.
0: Right, and that's why Norm is so appealing. I think to individuals like ourselves, it's not about being yeah. famous; it's about being funny.
1: Right, and he did, and and you knew deep down inside he knew that that kind of a thing would bum you out, and so he just didn't say it. He,
0: yep, and it was definitely came up that he knew that people wouldn't laugh if they were feeling bad for him. Yes, and all he wanted to do was his job. Right. Now I think that the reason that I wanted to touch on this is for a couple of reasons that we'll get into. Um, I think at our core, whether you know whatever we say about this, I think this is a comedy podcast, right? Now neither one of us are professional comedians, and I think that shows. <laughs> True, but I think of this as we're trying to make each other laugh. We're hoping that the people listen to it, listening to it, laugh along with us. Um, and so someone like Norm Macdonald, whose humor was so. Niche, and I think it's one of those things where I don't. I wish it wasn't niche, right? I wish that was what was broad.
1: Yeah, and here's what, and I'm, I'm gonna dis. I mean, is it niche really? But it comes from, and there's, and there's this whole piece on. Um, you know, he's a frequent guest of Conan, mm-hmm, but there was mm-hmm. one. That, where he talked about how much he loved Rodney Dangerfield. Like, Mm -hmm. Dangerfield would come out on the Tonight Show, he'd do three minutes on the floor, he'd do five minutes on the couch, and the whole time he would just be killing. Like, he'd just be, just nonstop jokes. One-liner after one-liner. And, like, Johnny would, like, be crying. And if you've watched, if you go onto YouTube, and you watch any of those, like, 1975 Rodney Dangerfield appearances on the Tonight Show, you will cry. And It's the same it's cut from that same cloth, that whole because we don't have too many one liner comedians anymore. They just Mm -hmm. don't exist. They just don't exist anymore. It's like, you know, and so for him to do what he does as a more of a one liner comedian, I think is more of a throwback to to a simpler time of comedy, except except with his own norm type spin on it, right?
0: Yeah. What I always loved about Norm too is that he would go through a four minute observational setup for the one liner. Oh, like yeah. you think you're getting a story and we'll get I have some clips that I've pulled because one of the, the the themes of this segment was I wanted to talk a little bit about you know just our favorite memories of Norman and the times that he made us laugh the hardest um I know he was the first comedian that I can remember who would tell just an awful joke with just incredible conviction and then stare at the camera and with the understanding that no one's laughing and he doesn't care yeah. it's like this is funny and, I, and then it became like the silence that was funny right
1: the uncomfortable that uncomfortable moment after yes. the joke goes off yes yeah and um and i'm sorry if i step on this for you but there is a classic um norm deal where he's at a roast for um bob saget yes and absolutely bombs on purpose right it, it's just it, the like, worst tells- <laughs> jokes you can think of <laughs> and he and, and again the audience has no idea what to do with it no like every but you knew every comedian like was dying laughing. Like they just like for someone to walk up and stink on purpose so badly. Yeah. That I mean it's just he's just above it, right? He's yeah. just that that was the funny thing to him and he just did it. And and God bless him. And that's and that to the heart of it is he's sort of that guy who would tell and this is the magic of it, right? You feel like he's telling you a joke that no one else gets but you and it makes you laugh.
0: It, 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 and I'm not the first person to say this, uh, certainly, but a little reminiscent of, um, of Super Dave Osborne in that way. Right. Like, I'm just going to tell you this joke and you're just going to absorb it, and I don't care what happens after that.
1: Yeah. You can just tell how much people, how much comedians loved him because he was a complete regular. Like, Letterman loved him. Like, Conan O'Brien loved him. Like, every time he went on to a, any sort of talk show, the host just loved having Norm on the show. And I don't think there's any, I don't think there's a bigger, a higher compliment to be paid than, than being frequently invited onto late night television like that. Right. And you have nothing
0: to sell. Right. Just come on, just, just just come on and do your thing. (laughs) Just come on and have a chat with me. Well, Norm and every single media outlet reported this, you know, whether it was secret or not, sort of respected comedian Norm Macdonald dies after private nine year battle with cancer. And, that immediately brought up the memory of one of my favorite Norm bits from I don't even know how many years ago now. But uh, uh, the commenter said on, on top of that, like, I think they should explain to the folks at home how it was a draw. And because that is one of Norm's all-time lines about if you if – you, well, let's just listen to Norm tell us about uh, cancer.
2: My Uncle Bert, he's my great-uncle, but we call him Uncle Bert. He got bowel cancer now. He's, uh, he's dying of it, you know and uh or like uh, some people like to say now they see in the old days a man could just get sick and die you know now they have to wage a battle <laughs> so, so my uncle bert is waging a a courageous battle <laughs> which i've seen because i go and visit him and this is the battle he's lying in a hospital bed with a thing in his arm watching matlock on the tv <laughs> Instead of that battle, I, I got him the box set of Matlock and But it's not his fault. What the f he's supposed to do? I, go, oh, I gotcha. It's just a black thing in his battle. And the reason I don't like it is because in the old days they go, hey, that old man died. Now they go, hey, he he lost his battle. <laughs> That's no way to end your life, you know. What a loser that guy was. Last thing he did was lose. He was waging a brave battle, but at the end, I guess he got kind of cowardly, was what happened. And then the bowel cancer, it got brave. You got to give it to the bowel cancer. You know, they were in a battle. And then what the? And I'm pretty sure. I'm not a doctor, but I'm pretty sure if the cancer dies, I mean, if you die, the cancer also dies at exactly the same time. So that, to me, is not a loss. That's a draw. That's a you know what I mean? It's not like the cancer's going to jump up, and go, I'm ah, Uncle Bert's wife. Where is he? I won fair and square. Is this is where he works. Hi, name's Cancer, how are you? Where do I, you just throw me to my cubicle. Bowel, first name is Ball. Although my buddy, I did want to say one thing about my buddy Richie who has a disease. And, uh, but it's, it's an interesting disease he has. He has the disease of alcoholism, alcoholism. And uh, he came to me, you know, and he told me, and uh, I like to look, I'm a kind of guy that likes to look at the bright side of things, you know. So I, I told him, I said, Richie, it's true that you have a disease and everything, but I think you got the best one. <laughs> it's, it's the only disease where you get to drink booze all the time. <laughs> you know, I, I haven't looked at every medical journal, but I believe... It's the only disease where you can constantly drink booze. As a matter of fact, that is the disease. You know, and I don't think Richie would think he had a disease. Like, I don't think Richie would go to my Uncle Bert and go, Hey, I understand you got bowel cancer. Ah, man, I know how you feel. I gotta drink a lot of booze. Those diseases, they're tough, those diseases, huh, Uncle Bert? Hey, what's your symptoms, Uncle Bert? Well, my bowel, I got blood pouring out of it all the time. I got bowel blood pouring out, gushing out of my bowel, almost nonstop. And uh, I got searing, clawing pains, ripping, tearing, you know, uh, mind-screeching bowel pains. And uh, they're combined with aching, dull soul-deadening bowel pain. Those are basically my symptoms. How about you? I get happy. And, uh, you know, I tend to be able to talk to people easier, I find. Sometimes, I will meet a lady at a bar got the same disease as I do, and I'll f- her. But, uh,
0: so Norm had a, a sunny outlook on I don't want it meant to, to battle cancer.
1: No, I mean, <laughs> he didn't I mean, lose. This is the magic of Norm Macdonald is to wade into something like bowel cancer, <laughs> right, and make it funny and make it ridiculous and make it this thing. And again, great comedians will find the little bits of truth in it or the ridiculousness in it, and just and just go for it and just, and just get into it. And that was, I mean, that's, that isn't that, that's mostly the setup of every, every Norm Macdonald joke is like, here's something mundane. And then I'm going to hit you with the, the hard truth of it, you know, or the, (laughs) or the shocking, the shocking payout. Like there's this bit, right? Like many people are skeptical about the marriage of Michael Jackson and Lisa Marie Presley. They say Lisa Marie is more of a sit-at-home type, while Michael Jackson is more of a homosexual pedophile. <laughs> God. Well, I mean that, that's that is a great norm joke. <laughs> I mean, that, it's just amazing. Like that's, a, that's. I mean, it's a it's a when you re, after you read the joke, you're like, it's such a layup. But like, how many people would come on to like national television? Sit behind, sit in front of a camera, and rip that joke.
0: Well, that's <laughs> essentially what it got him fired from SNL, right? Is like, so yeah. Norm was the Weekend Update anchor when I was in high school. Mm. So like, particularly formative for me, like uh, probably the time I watched the most Weekend Update because let's be honest, I'm in Alaska and it's Saturday night, and it's not like I was <laughs> going out. <laughs> All right, so I'm watching SNL pretty much every week, especially if it's new, right? Anything that's new was mm. just like, oh my god, I think this is like the period of time where I saw every movie because oh no, something new. Um, <laughs> So, like, uh, it's to the point where, like, his, his Celebrity Jeopardy, Burt Reynolds, like, supplanted any real-life memory I had of actual Burt Reynolds. <laughs> so, just, like, all I can think about is, him, you know, Gotti Gum and the mustache and the chomping and the, the hat um, and the turd Ferguson and every other thing from Celebrity Jeopardy. Um, and, you know, Norm got fired from Weekend Update for essentially making, like, I think I looked it up, it was 35 minutes worth of O.J. Simpson jokes. He would not let it go. Right. He absolutely (laughs) would not let it die. And,
1: yeah, and the head of NBC was a friend of O.J. Simpson. And they they told him to stop. And, of course, that's probably the last thing you ever want to tell him to do is to stop. And so he just kept banging away at it. And they're hilarious. And, again, they're all that joke. Yeah. They're all that, like, here's this setup, and then here's this hilarious, obvious like O.J. Simpson, funny O.J. Simpson
0: bit. So speaking of, that's one of my, my moments on my list. Mm-hmm. When Norm hosted the ESPYs, it's the it's the, the best possible audience for his humor in the sense that it's the worst possible audience for his humor. Because <laughs> right. Norm just does, I mean, Norm's a huge sports fan, right? That's mm-hmm. like, how, otherwise, why do you book him? right? You know, yeah. you, I guess he's an avowed sports fan. He'd been very, you know, talks about like gambling and whatever else and makes jokes about that kind of thing. So you know, he's into sports. But do you not know what you're gonna get? It is like, right. I think this is 1996, something like that, that okay. this happens. But let's just, let's, get, let's skip to the money shot.
2: <laughs> and there's Charles Woodson. How about that? I oh, what a season he had. Great, Manny. He, he became the first defensive player to win the Heisman Trophy. And congratulations, Charles. That is something that no one can ever take away from you, unless you kill your wife and a waiter, in which case, all bets are off. Just a word of advice.
1: I, I mean, I love, I love that. I love that kind of a joke. It is, it absolutely, everyone laughs because there's nothing else to do.
0: They're right. rubbing their faces. Right. Kid Gri- like, show Ken Griffey a number of times during this monologue. <laughs> he's super uncomfortable. And in this one, he, like, he does the, like, huh, like he shakes his head. <laughs> <laughs> like, he's, like he's been concussed. Right. Oh, right. so fantastic. So, this is 98. Sorry. I, yeah. I Which I, I should have known because I had it written down, but I couldn't find it. When I was looking so, at my notes. Yes.
1: I mean, something like that. Like, Gervais has that same power, right? To make just a wild. Rip of a true joke It's not even It's not even a joke anymore It's just It's just somebody walking up to your face And just And just rubbing And just saying This is the truth about you Yeah (laughs) You The I remember The the, From behind the desk The day that The verdict came out The first That Saturday is like and on in our and in our, um, our opening story, murder is now legal in the state of California. It's <laughs> so a picture of OJ's face. Like he just, he just, it was something that he just could not, could not. He just w- refused to let it go, and and it was funny. Oh my yeah. God, it was funny. And every joke he made, it got funnier. As far as I was concerned, you know, he has he had that ability to bring that. There's this other series of jokes that he did about the best jobs and the worst jobs in America. Uh-huh. So and it went on for years. Like it went on for like three years, this joke. The first year it was according to US News and World Report, the career guide, the best job in the United States is interactive business systems analyst, and the worst job in the is crack whore. <laughs> <laughs> So so then the next year, the next year, like 1998, it was like uh, in the 1998 U.S. News and World Report of Best Jobs is, you know, second year in a row is Interactive Business Systems Analyst. However, last year's worst job, (laughs) Crack Whore, has been replaced by Assistant Crack Whore (laughs) (laughs) two years in a row, right? The third year it comes out. Same joke It's like And The last year's worst job Of assistant crack whore Has been replaced By the new worst job Crack whore trainee <laughs> Three years That joke is three years run. Old. It's just I don't know He's just got that It's just funny to me I just It's one of those He's like the guy in high school Who sat next to you And said funny shit and it always, it always, you know, tickled your funny bone. And most people thought he was a doofus, but there's, you know, obviously there's something there. And, you know, it was, and it was nice to see all the, you know, a, a lot of the comedians come out and just say, God, Norm was just, he was a good guy and a really yeah. funny guy.
0: There's a, there's a Seth Meyers anecdote that I wanted to share that, that Seth shared and it, it it speaks to what you're talking about. And so it's it's short. Let's listen to it.
2: I, started at SNL in 2001. And I remember one time Norm walked back into the studio to visit. I don't remember how old his son was at the time, but his son was young and someone said, hey, Norm, uh, how's being a dad? And he said, it's going great, still no abductions. (laughs) That's the first thing I ever heard him say in person.
0: That is just a fantastic story about somebody I wish I had in my life. Can you imagine? Asking your new father friend how fatherhood was going is like great. Still no abductions. (laughs) Like that's the measuring stick. I just wish that I had somebody like, and you know, he's described as nimble, and I appreciate you know my friends in my life that are funny. But can you imagine like knowing somebody who, when you ask them a question like that, that's that's the answer you would get. That's that's that kills. I'd laugh so so hard. (laughs) And for Seth, like that's the first thing I've ever heard him say out loud. Like, what a story to have about like just a titan. And as, as we wrap up the segment here, um, <clears throat> there was one more clip I wanted to share mostly because, uh, it was new to me. Um, and I actually hadn't seen it until someone, you know, lots of clips obviously have been floating around. Uh, but this was more recent and, uh, I just, uh, instead of trying to set it up, I'll, we'll just listen to this and then, and then we'll move on.
2: I tell you, until I met my wife, I always felt incomplete. Now I'm finished. <laughs> <laughs> But, I, I will say this. What is going on? No, I will say this. What is this go, what is going on? I will say this. This is a 1935 radio show. I know. <laughs> Youngman, ladies and gentlemen. Okay. What's that well, to say there, Norm? Let me, let me say Norm that. what's that <laughs> you say? Tell us more, <laughs> Norm. We're going to take a break for Chester to seal figure nets. <laughs> well, <laughs> let me say something more, more modern and stylish then. Okay. My uh, wife went into a coma. Oh, sorry to hear that. And uh, the doctor said uh, to me, You won't hear this from any 1935 comic. (laughs) He says to me, There's one way to wake her up, but it's a little unconventional. You go in there and you have oral sex with her. I said, By God. (laughs) He says, I've seen it work. I said, Well, I'm willing to try. (laughs) So I go in there, I'm in there about five minutes, and I come out. I said, Doc, she's choking. <laughs> um, but that's modern medicine. That's for you. modern medicine. We're going to take a break. <laughs> I'm going to find out what's that, happening here. That's modern. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to take a little break here. Here's a message from the good people at uh, Bosco chocolate syrup.
0: (laughs) I even knew when the first time I heard that joke, where it was going and it still, it still killed me.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's straight out of the, that's straight out of the Rodney Dangerfield playbook. It's just, it's beautiful. It's just, again, like I appreciate the, the, the one liner. It's just a good,
0: a bummer for, uh, comedy fans and, and really the world to have, normally uh, Norm Leavis earlier than, uh, than scheduled in my opinion. But, uh, he was a religious man, believe it or not. And, uh, I don't know how he would have felt about it, but yeah, if, if, if he came by it honestly. <laughs> you know what I mean? It just, I wish these terrible kinds of things didn't have to happen for us to stop and appreciate the talent that people have.
1: I I'm, I think I'm the only person who probably watched every episode of his sitcom. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I watched his Netflix thing, which is was funny to me. I, I was I I I got a piece of Norm Macdonald anytime he anytime he offered it up. I I I had I had a serving. So um, I'm with you. I appreciate it.
0: Well, thanks for all the laughs, Norman. Let's downshift it into segment number two. All right, in segment two, um, a lot of lot of. Continued discussion about the, the state of the workplace, in on the internet and, and elsewhere, and people quitting in mass, and 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 whether or not you know that people should get paid more money and such. And uh, in the in the, in the spirit of that, uh, I stumbled across one of our our, our favorite lists of, of signage, and you know how much I enjoy signage in the workplace, especially a good <laughs> passive aggressive <laughs> sign. <laughs> I, i'm
1: gonna i'm actually gonna buy unironically some successories and put them around in my
0: in my office area you should just hang them up while nobody's there yeah that's what i'm saying I'm oh like it. everywhere gonna, i thought yeah. you meant like just in your cube no like all like all around my area And then when people
1: come back in they'll be like what the hell upbeat Dennis office <laughs> we
0: haven't had successories around here since 1996 so this first sign that I came across here was uh, it's, it's it's many signs in one, and it's clearly what appears to be like painstakingly handmade. It, it is in the style of a like a almost a Richard Scarry book. There's illustrations. There's it's uh, lovingly made. It, it it's but what it says is it starts in the upper left corner with well sorry sorry the the big print in the middle says. Just once, I wish my employees would say. And I'll tell you right now, with this many things on the board, we are walking into dangerous territory. <laughs> <laughs> but it starts normal. It says up in the upper left corner, "The customer just called. The job was perfect." Okay, yeah, I mean, I bet you wish people would say that. But that's passive aggressive bullshit you're putting up on the, on the office. <laughs> All right, next, we are way ahead of schedule. All right, yeah, yeah. You want some good news? I, I hear it. Next, I canceled my vacation plans. I'd rather be at work. <laughs> Really, right. You watch? Your, you you wish? I wish my employees would say that
1: just once. Never, never. No. Are you Are you kidding
0: me? I'd be like, go on vacation, you stupid loser. <laughs> you are the greatest boss we ever had. All right. So now it's about your ego.
1: Right <laughs> now it's greatest. like I'd rather
0: be at work than on vacation, and you're the best.
1: Mm-hmm. That's, uh, that's, can we go back to the vacation piece? Sure. We once worked at a place uh, where the sick time and the vacation time were the same, the same bucket. Sure. Was was it like that when you were there?
0: Yeah, horseshit.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. So like, if I had COVID, <laughs> you think I would be? I would not stay home. Like there could be blood coming out of my eyeballs, and like, you know, whatever. I'm coming to work because there's no possible way I'm using sick time that would cut into my vacation. This is ridiculous.
0: Right. It's like, hey, you know what? I woke up with a cold. I'm flying to Hawaii. You're <laughs> back in two weeks. <laughs> right. It's
1: like, I'm not, I'm never calling in sick, ever. I no. don't care what's happening. I don't care if I have a fever of 102 or 101 and a half, That's which aerobolism. I did, which I had, I did come into to work with that because I wasn't going to fucking eat right. into vacation time right. for being sick. You just I show just thought up. I'd say that.
0: You show up and then you leave. <laughs>
1: Right. Well, you show up and you sort of subsist, and then
0: I used to get mad when I, when I was leading the team. After I have let that, I left that organization, mm-hmm. and people come. I get mad. Like, are you sick? Oh. You need get the fuck <laughs> go away. <Yeah. laughs> Seriously, I get stupid. I mean, outrageous. Stay away but, from me if you're contagious. <laughs> Rob Base knew what was up, but I canceled my
1: vacation plans.
0: Ugh. all right. We uh, we decided to work this weekend and get ahead.
1: <laughs> um. Uh, do you think you could uh, come into work this weekend? We love this place. We love this place. Now, there have been times where I have loved my workplace, but only in so much as you can love a workplace. Sure. It's like loving an inanimate object. Right. It's like, I love this place. I love working here. Yeah. Yeah. But I would rather do so. If someone said you didn't have to work at all, I'd be like, well, that's better.
0: Yeah. Upgrade. (laughs) Much much better. Oh, I can do what I want all the time. Cool. <laughs> I'll find a different old. job. Uh, I'm sorry that problem was all my fault. What? <laughs> that's a hell of a thing to put on this sign here. <laughs> it's all my fault. I want to know what kind of business this is. Like, it's clearly uh, a small business, right? Because this boss yeah. had the amount of time. To, that's what I would ask. Like, how much time did you put into this sign? Yeah, seriously. Of course, I don't mind working late. Get out of here. You're right. I was wrong. Wait, you're not married to the right, employees, right? That's just once. I wish my wife would say <laughs> I'm coming in early tomorrow. <laughs> oh, thanks. I put in so much work. Yeah. Um, I really don't need a raise. My review alone was more than enough. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, you'll be waiting a hell of a long time before someone says that.
0: Y- you didn't give me an actual kudos candy bar as part of my review. <laughs> Here's your kudos. Yeah. And I'm not giving you any extra money. Oh, you called me a rock star. Thank you. <laughs> Why don't you go home early? We have everything under control. Yeah. Now, again, this, this is m- where... The, we're this, se- is the m- this is the seedy underbelly of this workplace.
1: This is the boss strokes again, right? I, yeah. The boss is like, I wish my employees would give me strokes.
0: Yeah. It's the like, next one know. is, I
1: just love your meetings. Oh, Jesus.
0: <laughs> Are you, what is wrong? This. And finally... Given the chance to keep working here, I would gladly accept a cut in pay. <laughs> uh,
1: uh, no, <laughs> never. No, ever. I'm never. I'm never gonna accept a cut in pay. No cut in pay. Jesus,
0: oh, you is... cut my. You cutting my like my responsibilities too, along with that yeah. pay. Ugh.
1: This is. This is just. This is awful. This is just a. This is just a terrible thing.
0: It's it's absurd. we will post it the picture itself because you got to see this for yourself, but it's insane. <laughs> only a, only an absolutely crazy person can make a sign like yes. this. Yes. Yeah. Only a, yes, and make it to this quality. Yeah, exactly. That's part of it. That's part of the psychosis for sure. <laughs> All right, next this isn't really from your boss, but apparently it's from your landlord because it is a uh, a self-addressed stamped envelope with a note on it that says the stress of something that's redacted here in this picture is made worse by the holiday season. We hope this one-time offering of a postage-paid envelope to mail your rent check will relieve some of that stress for you. <laughs> Thanks
1: for saving me 51 cents.
0: But also the phrasing. This one-time offering. Yes. It's Don't come to expect this.
1: <laughs> We're not going to send you a 58 st- What is... Here's the thing. What 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 are stamps? What does a stamp cost in this day and age?
0: What can a stamp cost? Ten dollars.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea how much to, it is to mail a, a a basic letter in this day and age. I have no idea.
0: I try not to use the mail.
1: Right. Sometimes I use the mail for like shipping. We have like forever stamps. Yes. Like some that just a like a like a little sheet of them just in case you have to mail something. Yeah. yeah. But I don't know how much we paid for those stamps. Because they just say forever on them. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Like back in the day, it'd be like, oh, yeah, this 32 cents is the stamp is worth 32 cents, right?
0: I remember when I had to use the post office on a regular basis. And when when it went from 50 to 52 cents, it was a real large inconvenience. (laughs) Two quarters was perfect.
1: Yeah. And then then back in the day, before they had, when they had the stamps on them with just the postage, like how much it was worth, and you had like, now I got to get three one cent stamps. Exactly.
0: Because I got all these stamps that I bought that are 50 cents. Ridiculous. Next, we have a sign that apparently is, uh, it looks like it's Costco. And it's a stack of Del Monte bananas. And on the bananas, there's a sign affixed to it. It says, attention all associates, please take one banana home. It's free per the management team. Thank you for your hard work. Take a banana. One banana. (laughs) Take one. You should just get free bananas. Right. Like, have a banana. Right, so you keep working because it's good for you. The potassium keeps yeah. you from cramping up when you're
1: hucking all these boxes all over. The uh, there was a big uh, there was a big promotion at the uh, the Amazon Fresh store that I drove by a little while ago. It was uh, twenty five cent banana. <laughs> there's a big poster on the side of the <laughs> there's a big poster on the outside of the of the of the window, like twenty five cent banana.
0: The little convenience store that I go to has. Like the fresh bananas, and then they have the, and it says in one rack, and the right next to it says baking bananas, and they're like half price, and they're all because oh, they're brown, they're brown getting as there, hell. yeah.
1: That's the thing I remember about my grandfather is like he would wait till those bananas were like brown as hell and eat them. He liked them. He liked he liked the sugary ones. All right, that's gross. <laughs> I, I, can't,
0: I can't. I can't. I need a. I want the banana to be almost raw, like just or not almost unripe, like. I need a fibrous banana. I don't want any mushy. Oh, I can't. I can't do it.
1: I don't mind some mushy banana. Okay, oh,
0: yeah, 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 I don't really like... We've <laughs> talked about this. I don't like banana flavor. So I don't like it to taste like a banana. Just I want it to be like sustenance pipe.
1: You should just eat like plantains then. Like just a big starchy plantain. Well, not...
0: No, Like uh, that tastes like a potato. <laughs> Terrible. Uh, then the next one um, apparently posted in a restaurant. Report any server or bartender on their cell phone to a manager and get 25% off your bill. Rat this out your te- friends texas abortion law of of dining police <laughs> you're building a rat ship here <laughs> Rat out your friends go to private school and then i guess to close up the segment there's this long one about committing clock clock fraud that i wanted to get to but i'm going to pass it up in favor of the one that says It's taped onto the freezer door and it says, due to social distancing, only one person may scream and cry in the freezer at a time. That's funny.
1: You know, my favorite one that that you didn't touch on is the DQ side.
0: Oh, I, I didn't that, get to that yet. That says, Abby, you need to show up for work. <laughs> that's that's I like. See, I didn't include that because I respect that one. <laughs> like, either do you know what, either Abby, you need to show up or, get, or quit. Oh, yeah, exactly. Stop we can't. Exp- yeah. We can't be
1: waiting for you to show up for your shift and putting all this crap on us. Stop making out with your boyfriend and come to work. That's right. God damn it! We we need to make these blizzards.
0: <laughs> As usual, we get to like less than 10% of the material I prepared for these segments. <laughs> I never think we're going to have enough and we always hope far too much. But uh, with that, let's go to segment number three. All right. In segment three, I found an older article that talks about how the brain tricks you into risk taking. And this obviously ties back to the introduction where I was discussing the fact that even though I know better, I have decided that the benefits of in-person instruction currently outweigh the risks given community spread and given our rate of vaccination in this area, given the fact that I, I essentially it boils down to that. I trust the administrators at the school that we go to. Um, you know, it's just, okay. I feel like they're competent. I feel like, like, again, I, I'm, I'm, even though we had a, a, an incident right off the bat, I feel better about the context because it wasn't even included in the standard testing. Like a bunch of stuff had to happen for us to find out about that. So th- that was good. So they're doing everything they need to be doing. But I've been confused throughout the pandemic because I myself can't really relate to needing instructions for something I have an understanding of, and so for for me, it's in my nature to go learn. When I'm presented with the unknown, like, that's just, that's what I do. We used to fight it. We didn't fight about this, but my, I would often express frustration in the workplace to you because I'd be like, why can't these people look this shit up? <laughs> and you, I mean, you actually, you are really good about managing it and saying, well, it's not their job to know this. And I'm like, yeah. okay, that, that, that makes sense to me. So I could reconcile it with that. But, it, but still I'm mm-hmm. like, why would you not want to be self-sufficient? That's a, that's a innate desire for me that I simply can't grasp. Other people just don't care about and, I, you know, I, I think that it was really crystallized for me in the last couple of days with this Nicki Minaj story. you familiar? Yes. All right. For anyone who might not be, she's basically saying that she's not sure about the vaccine and her cousin's friend got the vaccine and then his balls swelled up and his fiance broke up with him.
1: <laughs> right. <laughs> Call off a wedding. Yeah.
0: So whatever. The, the guy got VD and you're credulous. and, and That's fine. Pre- but, and you got to pray on it. Pray on yeah, it. Yeah. And so she she posted something today on her Instagram Saying asking questions is okay. I like being fucking dumb. And that is a concept I simply didn't even realize was a thing that existed. <laughs>
1: yeah, you know,
0: okay. In
1: Nikki's perhaps her defense, there is a certain, if you had a bunch of money, like she does, right. Like, you might be able to just live your life blissfully ignorant. And when she says, I like to be dumb, right. she's basically saying, I've got a shitload of money, so I don't want to have to concern myself with the concerns of common people.
0: Sure. Yeah. <laughs>
1: That's, that is what she's saying. Yeah. That, when she's saying, I like to be dumb, that is what, she, what she's really saying is that. It's like, I don't really care what you people have to go through because I don't have to do your shit because I'm rich.
0: Sure. And the instructions thing really hit home for me the other day. Um, Because I saw a woman in my neighborhood outside in her yard, gardening, alone, in a mask. And it struck me that she must have seen the governor enact an outdoor mask mandate. Mm -hmm. And that was where the critical thinking stopped. Right? Right? Like, okay, well, I'll just, that's the rule. So I guess I got to wear a mask (laughs) outside. All right. So this is what I'm talking about. It's like, okay, well, just take 10, 10 seconds. And you just can't like there just there's too many people who will never look up sort of outdoor aerosol transfer. Right. Or like, how does a virus spread? You see crazy shit like we got shots for diseases, but not a virus, you know, stuff. People posting shit like that about their kid, Mm -hmm. their, their childhood vaccines or people not knowing that getting shots was the same thing as getting vaccinated. And that's I'm sort of deviating from my point here, but. The article that I was shared with you that I want to talk about, it says, here's a quick quote, like, it may not always seem like it, but people are rational and weigh the costs and benefits, right? When they mm-hmm. make decisions. It's simply, and then uh, you know, that's the quote, but it really is simply about the amount of information you're willing to take in, right? And that's what you're rational about. So whether it seems irrational, though, to someone like myself who wants to know everything I can know to manage my own risk, whereas other people really do just expect, people in authority, to you know provide guidance and I, I, I guess maybe I'm too clear-eyed about things that I would never expect a politician to give me accurate information. I, I would expect them to give me information that's in their best interest, not mine. Right And that's and that's and that's
1: and it's, and it's I think it's healthy to be cynical in that way. I, I you know I don't have a problem with that at all. The, um, when we're talking about ideas are sort of like biology. Right, they they evolve to the point where you can survive long enough to pass on your traits, and then it stops. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, it's good enough. This idea is now it's good enough. I don't have to think about it anymore, and that happens all the time. It's I mean it's just part of it's part of nature. We get to we get to these points where we say, you know what, I I've implemented this idea. It's given me the expected outcome, so now I'm done thinking about it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you know what I mean? And this is and, and to to the point of this is like this is how your brain tricks you into this risk thing, right? Success, right? Hey, it's been it's been a year and a half, and I haven't gotten COVID yet, so right. I must be doing something. Just I must be doing everything right. That's yeah. so I'll just continue to do what I'm doing, like and and again, it's it's not. But you can see where people, like, success has that effect on people. Like sure. You know how people will say, you know how, like, really successful people will say, you should follow your passions. It's like, well, you're already a billionaire. Right, <laughs> like, yeah, don't so, tell sounds me to good. Follow, don't, follow, don't tell me to follow my passions. Tell me to get a job that makes me money so that I can, like, you know, that I can embrace enough to be successful at. That's That's the advice you should give
0: me. Don't give me this whole... Follow your passion, crap. Because it's not true. It's not what makes people right. economically successful. Right. We're sidebarring, but the, the the real the real advice there is: become financially stable enough to take this risk, risk it all, and hope it works out.
1: Or yeah, those are your
0: those are your only <laughs> right. options. But this is it's, the same thing happens with that. This is this is
1: again. This is it's on track. This is how your brain tricks you. Mm-hmm. The more successful you are in a certain along a certain path, the more that you're convinced that the path that you're on is the best path. Right. Right.
0: Yeah, that's how that's I tricked it. myself into the school thing, right? It's like, well, there yeah. were limited cases last year. It's like, yeah, it's a different variant of the virus. You know this. Right. Why do you keep thinking? Why are you applying that old information to this new situation? Because that's how your brain is wired to do things. Experience because. trumps information every time. And that is really a, like, It's it, it makes sense if you're being chased by a lion. It doesn't make sense for a global pandemic that you can't see.
1: Right. And and that changes, right? right. The it, 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 it,
0: it, it's, it's evolving. That is the most frustrating thing, right? Well, what you you said this. It's like, yeah, man, I mean, like do you not understand anything about how science works? Information okay. is not just suddenly all known just because everything up to this point in your life you didn't know it and then you knew it and then that's the, you have no experience yourself with doing any experiments and learning in real time. You simply whatever you've learned has been imparted to you by somebody else who did that work, whether well, it was in is, a book or a teacher or whomever. And this is what
1: and but you can see how science has been used as a tool of tyranny over the last, of course, little while. Like the science is solved on this. <laughs> That's not, science. Doesn't get solved. No, science takes in data and, and and all the time and and based on that data makes you know makes like soft conclusions. Yes, you know what I mean. Like to the best of our knowledge, this is what we believe. This is what we think is happening. And then, then we move on. We and then more data comes in. It's like, okay, all right, now we've got new data. <laughs> Let's do this. And and
0: it's and it's fluid. It's dynamic, and it's supposed to be. Well, and, and then a lot of it is don't tell us. Tell the people in power to, that can do something about it. So, like in the, in the sense of climate change, right? Like I hmm. feel as I've gotten older. Yeah, we 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 need to focus on our individual impact, like we talked about, but. The reality is that if you produce a package, you should be the one that's responsible for the disposal of it. You need to provide us a place to dispose of your packaging responsibly. And the government could make that happen. And yeah. they choose not to because it's expensive. And then, you know, <laughs> growth would shrink and the economy would would potentially, you know, be impacted. So we can't, we can't do that. Let's make everybody else figure out recycling on their own. Yes. And again, <laughs> this is
1: back to back to how our brain tricks us into this whole this whole this whole piece it's like the the you know whatever the no one wants to stick out right so the power of the social norm is is very it's impactful right mm-hmm. when people say most people will say oh well if everyone's doing it i should just go ahead and do it right <laughs> and that's and You know, people, I mean, society is powerful that way. It has, it it pushes and pulls us in, in certain ways. And, and most people, I would say most people are just, are just pulled along by it, right? You're in the, you're in the, you're in this, you're in this sort of peloton that pulls you along, you know, down the French road of life. And you're just, you're, and it's easy to be there. You expend much less energy. When you're part of the, when you're part of that, when you're part of that 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 crowd that moves along, you know it's it, it's what and it's what you know it's powerful. It you know it can yeah. it can make change, but can also take us to to places where you know people people are like, well, we were just following along, and now it's a little too late. We should, oh no, we, 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 we should fall- we, we shouldn't have done that. We and, done ran off the cliff. <laughs> we done ran off the cliff. So you know I. I, I wish that, you know, again, critical thinking is important. And I think that, um, I think people should embrace it as much as they can. But again, you know, I know people live busy lives too. I mean, there's, we all have these priorities. And again, like I said, I think ideas have a certain like usefulness. And once you've, once, once your brain has said, okay, that's a useful idea. And, and the, the conclusions seem pretty clear to me. We just let them lie. We're not, we're not compelled to, to, to to round back on these ideas and reexamine them because we just, most people just don't have the, the, the time or the wherewithal or the, you know, the motivation to do that. It's just easier to say that's good enough. And I'm, and I'm moving forward.
0: Yeah. I mean, if you want to talk about social norms, um, you know, the article mentions smoking, right? Uh, For decades, the societal norms that smoking was cool, even after it was known to kill people. This contributed to a lot of people smoking willing to take the risk. Then the norm flipped and smoking became uncool and fewer people smoked. Now for me, it's never been cool or uncool. Maybe when I was younger, I felt like it did some air of coolness, but more it was that I'm going to stink like this shit anyway if I go out. So if my <laughs> friends who smoke go out, I might as well go out too. I'm I'm already gonna, a, it I'm wasn't gonna until... I'm not going to lie. I love smoking. Uh, yeah, we've <laughs> talked about this. But also like if I didn't like... Um, I'm actually like, full on in like two and a half months into a full on nicotine nicotine quit like i've stopped dipping also and it it's it's been good it's stick it's stuck i'm good good. but uh i stopped smoking socially because once you could go to the bar and not come home and smell like shit i was like well i don't need to smoke cigarettes anymore i don't want to smell like that so like for me the (laughs) for me the health thing was like it's cumulative right it's like i know scientifically that one cigarette not 20 cigarettes Mm -hmm. that might take a couple of weeks off my life but it's not going to kill me
1: I mean, a hot dog's going to take thirty-five minutes off your life. Exactly. So, you exactly. know what's a one?
0: What's a cigarette and a hot dog? <laughs> Whereas I was much more afraid of you know cocaine because cocaine killed Len Bias in one night. Now right. people say, "Oh, he tried it once." Well, I don't know how much he snorted either. He might have been sure. like snorted up and like, "Ooh, this is cool," and snorted No one ever, a bunch no, one one ever
1: no one ever overdosed on their first pack of Marlboros. Right?
0: Exactly. So yeah. it's just it's. I guess it, it it's hard for me. You know, and I had an interaction with a friend not too long ago. He's like, you know, I don't think about it that much. Just if it's a mask required, I wear a mask. And if it's not, I don't. And I'm kind of like, yeah, but that's what? Like, don't you? And I'm like, okay, I guess I I can't. Well, let me tell you about like viral load and how this can help. And like, No, I don't care. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Yeah. Again,
1: again, that's it. It's good enough that that Mm -hmm. idea for that person is good enough. That's exactly it. If I go to the grocery store, I'm going to put on a mask. Yeah. Good enough. Or And then the opposite happens, right? People are like, well, I'm not going to let the government tell me to wear a mask. It's like, well, you know. <laughs> Even if they didn't tell you to wear a mask, if you thought about it closely, would you wear a mask? I mean, right? No. maybe you would.
0: Well, it's funny that you <laughs> say that because, you know, at, at work, I'm dealing with a difficult customer. And part of it is that his expectations are not in line with reality. That's just the bottom line. Mm. And so there's no way we can make a factual argument to get him to come around to our way of thinking. We have to find someone in our organization who can basically inspire him out of his insanity. Like, I have to give him a cult leader. You know what I mean? Right. I have to give him a new North Star to follow when it comes to our products so that he thinks about it differently. There's right. no... And I'm not that person. I don't have the charisma to do that. I'd have a different career if I had the kind of charisma that I, I wish <laughs> I had. But I'd be an actual cult leader if I could be. Pretty much. I mean, look at this bandana I'm wearing. <laughs> <laughs> it's 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 podcast it's an audio auditory medium anyway that's it for segment number three it's it's wild to me that that we're still here and that we're still having these dumb fights and and it's whatever you know i do know i i just want it's it's the end of 2021 and we're still fucking here and i and i i'm tired of it being like this
1: yep they keep your seat keep your keep your seat buckled Seatbelt buckled because yeah, no <laughs> we're uh, we're we're not at the end of this ride, probably, but not not
0: even close. So all right, well that's it for our regular segments. You know, time of the show. This is. Are you stupid or
1: something? Are you crazy? I just playing stupid.
2: Are you stupid or something? Stupid
0: is stupid, does sir. It's the stupidest things ever said. What for? I I like being fucking dumb. <laughs> <laughs> all right well, this is funny i didn't realize i didn't know i was gonna start with this one i forgotten so this is from indian education minister satyapal singh oh no this is the closer i'm not starting with that one that's okay. a to wait that's great i can't uh newspaper story from the Houston chronicle police checked the area and found an open door in the back of a building an officer went inside and called out marco the man's name was not Marco, Detective Tim Dor said. Instead, the officer was trying to inject some humor into the situation. Police found the suspect after he responded. Polo. <laughs> that can't be true. I don't. It's in the newspaper. It must be true. All right. Cops don't lie. <laughs> Rugby player Nick Easter, I am not getting any younger, and there are a few other guys in the same situation.
1: Um, all right.
0: Yeah. That's how time works. Overheard at a big box electronics store in Nebraska. Customer, does this laptop have internet built in? Salesperson, well, they all have Wi-Fi built in, so you can access the internet with a password and such. Customer, oh, no, no, I'm specifically looking for a laptop that has internet built in, so I don't need Wi-Fi. And i got to say, I'm going to defend the customer here. You absolutely can get a laptop that has a cellular connection. So you don't have to worry about Wi-Fi. They that, that was a poorly... That, 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 uh, that customer
1: service person is not getting, to the, not getting to the gist of it.
0: No, and you should understand when he says it has have Wi-Fi built in, you're the idiot for your response. They all have right. Wi-Fi built in, so you can ask... And also, you can access the internet with a password and such. You have no <laughs> idea what you're talking about. <laughs> you don't know See, how it works. Too. I
1: bought Wi-Fi, but it, you know, this is one of those deals where the guy's like, okay, he finally sells him the laptop. The guy takes it home. He's like, I can't get on the internet. It's like, I turned the Wi-Fi, I was like, do you have internet service at your home? <laughs> right. I have to have internet service at my home, right? That's This is right. how this is going to go.
0: You can buy a, a cellular card. We can slide it into the like computer. <laughs> or you can
1: call up your local internet provider and they'll install a thing
0: in your home. Yeah.
1: You'll get the internet.
0: I had the, the internet conversation with the kids today because they started using Chromebooks at school mm. and my daughter's like, well, I need to bring it home. I'm like, no, you don't. We have, you have a Chromebook here. She's like, yeah, but all my stuff. I'm like, no, 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 no. None of your stuff is on that machine. It's not how it works. Well, yeah, but it looks the same as when I'm at home. I'm like, right. She's, she's like, so they can they see each other. I'm like, no, the computers don't see each other. They see much <laughs> larger computer in the sky.
1: That's why we call it the cloud.
0: It's not actually in the sky. But for <laughs> we your call purposes, it the cloud. Yeah. And then then our younger daughter points up at the, the router on the wall. And she's like, is that the thing that connects to the, the big computer? And I'm like, yes. That's what she's like, so that connects to all the screens in the house. And I'm like, yes. She was like, why does it have like those claws? (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, because it's shooting rays out all the time. And she's like, oh no. (laughs) (laughs) And now she's got a fear of Wi-Fi. Yes. All right. I don't even remember this being in here, but okay. Celebrity mastermind host John Humphreys, to what season did Keats refer to when he wrote A sea of a season of mellow fruitfulness? Contestant, Oliver Twist. Mellow fruitfulness. Just no idea. Just I'm just gonna say Oliver Twist. All right. Nine one one operator. Nine one one. What's your emergency, young boy caller? My grandma's really starting to piss me off. Get in line, kid. It's Drug Awareness Week. Get involved in drugs before your children do. (laughs) This is from a church bulletin. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's, just, you see, this is a, it goes back to the experience argument. How can right. you teach your children about drugs if you don't know what you're talking
1: about? Right. How can you tell your kids to not get high if you've never been high?
0: Yeah. That's what I'm going to ask the, the gun people when they're like, well, you don't know about the caliber and the, you don't even know what you're talking about. All right. Well, let's talk about the different kinds of marijuana and why I shouldn't, should or, not, <laughs> should, or should not smoke it. <laughs> right. You don't know what you're talking about. All right. Here, finally, Indian educator minister Sa- Paul Singh Darwin's theory is scientifically wrong. Nobody, including our ancestors, in written or oral, said they ever saw an ape turning into a human being.
1: (laughs) It's not a fucking werewolf. I mean, not wrong.
0: (laughs) Factually, (laughs) technically correct. (laughs) Not entirely wrong. That's not exactly how you come to that evidence.
1: Yeah. All right.
0: Well, we're over time, so let's go to the overtime.
1: Overtime.
0: All right. In the overtime, I... I experienced something that once upon a time I tweeted while on mute that my stomach was growling so loudly that the computer prompted me and told me, hey, you're on mute. Unmute if you want to speak. (laughs) And it's important to be on mute because it's very important. If you're familiar with Zoom, now the predominant video conference technology in our technical lives, the way it works is if you're speaking, your little box, whether your video is on or not, lights up. A little yellow box appears around you, and that happens even if you're not the featured speaker. If you're, the, if the featured speaker is up and then you speak, and then you're in the side panel, your box lights up with a yellow box. Mm-hmm. If the call is set up to switch focus to the person who's speaking, your entire picture or name will become the featured photo.
1: You will transplant the person who's talking.
0: Correct, especially For- if you speak while they're paused. Right. Well, on a person on a call with seventy-five people. Make sure you're muted before you rip a loud fart and your name <laughs> pops up in the center of the screen Yes, because you're off camera and you don't have a profile picture. I can't decide if it's worse yes. to have your face pop up with the <laughs> fart or just your, ri- your written name. Like <laughs> here's a, here is a announcement of the fart, Joe Fartman, and then immediately oh drop off the call. Oh, brutal
1: oh why doesn't anything happen like that on my zooms man that's just that would be the best dude that would be so good I, <laughs> like just have someone just tear one off like a a rip off of a leather office chair monster fart
0: it, oh. brought, it brought the meeting to a standstill
1: oh my god i had a howled. i it, been like
0: yes <laughs> I think, yes, I think a lot in of the that face. Happened, but, but everybody's on mute because it's a 75 person Call
1: right I'd have been like I'd have been thrilled beyond I I mean I That's like seeing Bigfoot I mean it's just like, <laughs> It's amazing I, I would I want that so Much in my life I don't want it to be me But I definitely want to be on a really Large conference call And have someone just rip A big fart And then Bob ripped a fart and sounded like he was tearing a bedsheet (laughs) in half. Like, are you okay? (laughs) Did you get any on you? I mean, come on. That's amazing.
0: Amazing. Did you pink sock yourself?
1: Right. Do you need to go change your underwear? We'll halt the meeting while you change. (laughs) So that happened. (laughs) Oh,
0: I'm jealous. So jealous. I can't go into any additional detail. It wasn't me. I can say that for
1: certain Yeah, You know, it could be you. It could have been you. It wasn't me. Uh, well, management to took it. the
0: recording down.
1: <laughs> really? Yeah. They were like, oh, it's too much of a no. distraction.
0: Oh, dang it. Oh, oh, amazing. I had one more question for you. Okay. So we've been slowly replacing our older furniture um, with newer furniture and we haven't bought anything that's assembled. So even the nicer stuff that we bought, it comes like we got some new dining chairs. They come in two pieces, right? It's like the, yeah, yeah. the leg thing. And then the, the, the actual seat. Mm hmm you got to attach the anyway it's it's all allen wrenches right
1: all oh, it's all allen wrenches these days right yeah for sure
0: there might be some lock washers but it's all allen wrenches maybe yeah. some cam, maybe some cam locks <laughs>
1: i like the cam lock
0: it's <laughs> yeah, shitty cam. and cheap you know they're bad. It's bad if it's all cam locks i mean it's ikea sure this wasn't this was actually fancy dining chairs anyway i had to put okay. some dining chairs together but each one dining chair came with the appropriate size allen wrench now i of course being a middle-aged man have Many power tools, including every Allen bit in the world, mm-hmm. because I yeah. don't like hand tightening anything.
1: Right. Because my hand can't, my hands, my arthritic hands can't take that.
0: I can I just, I, I like to zip, zip, zip it up. Let's yeah. go. It's like a, Let's like your your NASCAR, together. Like
1: your NASCAR
0: pit crew. Absolutely. Yeah. I have this excellent gyroscopic powered screwdriver. So it's power, yeah. but it doesn't have a button. It's however hard you twist your hand is how hard the, oh, yeah. the thing applies force. Sweet. It's, it's fantastic.
1: Mine's just a button.
0: But every single one of these chairs came with its own Allen wrench. Now, I have, over just this summer alone, collected at least 14 Allen wrenches. <laughs> They're all roughly the same size. What do I do with these Allen wrenches? Because I can't throw them away. That seems wrong. Are they recyclable? Maybe.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Probably not. Sticks I don't in metal. know. I don't know. That's it mean, art, crafts, arts I, and crafts. I may, yeah, collage. Maybe maybe the kids can figure out like a way to like get some uh, hot glue and make themselves a Allen wrench mural of some kind of cool thing.
0: You know, the first step in the recycling mantra is reduce, reuse, recycle. How can I reduce if you don't give me an option to opt out of well, an Allen wrench? The thing, the, you can't. Yeah. <laughs>
1: They have to include one in every chair because sometimes people buy one chair. Of course, I understand why they all
0: came with an Allen wrench.
1: I mean, but that's you can't opt out of an Allen wrench. You think they should because it's in the package of the hardware, right? Yeah, right. They just put it in there.
0: It's I don't know. They can't. It's just cost of doing business, I guess. Listeners, what do you do with your Allen wrenches? Do you just throw them away? (laughs) I feel like I should take them to the park and like spread them out on a blanket. And just put a sign up that says, free Allen wrenches. <laughs> Help yourself. Put it on next door. Yeah. Hey, I've got all these extra Allen. Does anyone need Allen wrenches? I've got couches in good condition right now that I cannot give away. I don't <laughs> understand. I don't know enough. I need more indigent college age people in my life. Yes. Yeah. Take We're my furniture, me- please. Yeah, take
1: it. Take it. Take it to your apartment and then spill beer on it and then leave it.
0: Like we all did. Fine. Just get it out of my house. (laughs) Tell me what you do with your Allen ranches. I must know. That's our show. Our thanks to all of you for listening to two on three pod, where we try to fit both your brains and ours with bespoke new ideas, subscribe, review, tell your friends and your enemies and meet us here next week for more pop culture, life strategies and existentialism. But until then, I wouldn't call myself a fan of steampunk, but I will say it's the
1: healthiest way to prepare punk.